Amen. All righty. Well, hey, let's have a moment of truth here at sunrise. How many guys have ever gotten into an accident? And I know it's a strange thing to actually have to fess up to that to your pastor, but whoever backed up in my car, I'm going to get you. No, I'm just kidding you. <laughs> That's not my masking. Okay. <laughs> I'll get you. No, but you know, it's bad enough when you get into an accident, but then what makes it worse is you got to fill out all those insurance forms and the claim forms. You know that? Okay. Well, folks, believe it or not, you got to, you know, count your blessings, you know, try to find good in everything. Uh, believe it or not, you can find some pretty good entertainment on those insurance forms if you take the time to read them, at least what other people say about them. Let's take a look at a few of those uh, uh, answers. I'm not making this up. People actually put on their insurance claim, okay? One driver, he actually hit a cow. Now, that's just wrong. But anyway, so he just hit a cow. And here's the actual answer uh, this guy had on his claim. The question was, what warning was given by you? Answer, horn. Right? Uh, question, what was warning was given by the other party? Answer, moo. Okay. <laughs> it was apparently the last moo uh, he ever mooed. Uh, another driver said this. His accent was described as follows. Uh, windscreen broken, cause unknown, probably voodoo. You know, because you've got to be watching out for that stuff. But uh, another person said this. Hey, the car in front hit the pedestrian, but he got up, so I hit him again. You know, it's teamwork. You've got to make sure you, Joey gets the job done. One person was involved in an accident, a, loud, a large crowd gathered, kid you not, a newspaper reporter anxious to get the story, he couldn't get near the car. So being a clever guy, he starts yelling this, let me through, let me through, I'm a son of the victim. So the crowd made way for him and in front of the car was a donkey. <laughs> That's what you get for lying. Uh, one person said this, hey, the guy was all over the road. I had to swerve a number of times before I hit him. Okay, you're persistent, you get the job done again. Another guy said this, man, I've been driving my truck for 40 years when I fell asleep and had an accident. Now, my personal best record is only 27 hours. Okay, but that's got to be the ultimate excuse, 40 years. Three of you will get that later, about seven hours from now tonight. Uh, one, who can forget this one? He said, hey, the pedestrian had no idea which direction to go, so I ran him over. You know, it's those indecisive people that apparently get on yours, but this is the all-time uh, excuse. He said this, quote, I pulled away from the side of the road, glanced at my mother-in-law, and headed over the embankment. <laughs> and all you men who did not chuckle at that, you actually scored some serious points, okay? I'm not going to ask for a show of hands on that, but can you guys believe that? Those are actual answers, okay, uh, on insurance claims. Okay, and they can provide some pretty good entertainment, and, uh, but honestly, if you can see, every single one of them was kind of a lame excuse, right? And folks, believe it or not, as lame as those are, they're not nearly as lame as the excuses that I've heard, and maybe you too, uh, that people say today as to why they cannot accept Jesus Christ uh, as their Lord and Savior. They say stuff like this, like, uh, um, I, I don't have enough time. Or they say stuff like, uh, well, well that, uh, I'll do it later. Or, no, no, that's for those people who are into religion. I'm not a religious person. You ever hear that? And folks, those are not only lame, with all due respect, but little do they know that they are headed for the worst accident of all. It's called the seven-year tribulation, and you don't want to be there. It's not a joke. The Bible says that's going to be a specific time of God's outpouring of His wrath on this wicked and rebellious planet. And Jesus said it's going to be a time of greater horror, just like a horror flick, but this is real, okay? And uh, than anything this world has ever seen or will ever see again, okay? You don't want to be there. And praise God, God's not just a God of wrath. He's a God of love as well. And because he doesn't want people there, okay, he, out of love, gives us many warning signs to let us know when it's close, okay? When the seven-year tribulation is near and the rapture is around the corner. Therefore, to keep you and I here at Sunrise from experiencing the ultimate bad day, we're going to continue in our study, the final countdown update. Now, if you've been here uh, so far tracking with this study, we've seen, we've already seen the first five updates, and that was the Jewish people, the Antichrist, modern technology, worldwide upheaval, and then the last two times we saw was the next one, the rise of falsehood. And as we've been seeing, the Bible clearly tells us when you see an increase of these false messiahs and false myths, stories made up, okay, and last time with an increase of false messengers, specifically with the false messenger of these supposed visions of the Virgin Mary appearing in the sky right now all over the world, duping people, number one, into worshiping the Queen of Heaven, which is an Old Testament false female deity that God condemns, as well as leading people into occult practices to get these supposed visions. Okay, God says not only stay away from it, it is a sign that you are in that time of falsehood, deceit, 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 that Jesus said be on the lookout for 
in the last days, okay? But that's not all. The second false messenger, as you guys can see, duping people in the last days on a global scale and also from the sky, just like these supposed visions of the Virgin Mary. And that's the hot topic of UFOs and aliens. It is another clear-cut demonic issue, okay? And you might be here today thinking, well, hey, Pastor Billy, listen, I'm a Christian, okay? I don't need to worry about UFOs and aliens. If the world wants to get caught up in that, hey, that's more power to them, but I don't need to get equipped. Excuse me? You need to, and this is why we're going to hit it again today, okay? And the reason why is because, listen to this, two polls have recently come out and have stated this, folks, like it, lump it, or leave it. Quote, more people right now believe in aliens than they do in God. The second poll that just came out is more people believe that aliens have visited planet Earth than that Jesus is the Son of God. So we need to get equipped on this issue as Christians. Our world is being duped right and left, and if we care about people who are being deceived, not just going into the seven-year tribulation, but into hell for all eternity, I'd say we should get equipped, right? In fact, it's getting even worse. It's now replacing Christianity. UFOlogy is now becoming a new religion. That's how much this interest has piqued our world. Quote, UFOlogy has effectively become a new religion for the 21st century where, quote, people now believe that aliens will save them, not God. So folks, like it, lump it, leave it or not, we need to get equipped on this issue. That's how serious this is. UFOs and aliens are clearly demonic, just like the demonic so-called visions of the Virgin Mary we saw last week. It's one of the biggest lies ever to hit planet Earth. And wonder of wonders, that's what Satan does. He lies. But don't take my word for it. Let's listen to Jesus. Open your Bibles to John chapter 8. John chapter 8, we're going to look at verses 42 through 44. And Jesus speaking, uh, he is going to tell us, where do lies come from? Okay, John chapter 8. And as you turn there, of course, John was written by John, you biblical scholars, you. Uh, John chapter 8. And uh, let's take a look at what Jesus says where lies come from. Okay, ultimately. And uh, I think he's pretty blunt about it. And as you turn there, how many guys would say that Jesus is a great source of truth? All three of you, praise God. And I'll ask that again. How many guys would say that Jesus is a great source of truth? Yeah, thank you. Much better. Okay, yeah, he is. You might want to listen to him. He is the truth. All right, he doesn't lie, unlike this critter. Let's take a look uh, at what Jesus says. Now, Jesus said to them, listen, hey, if God were your father, you would love me. For I came from God and now am here. I have not come on my own, but he, God, sent me. Listen to what Jesus said. Now, why is my language not clear to you? Because you are unable to hear what I say. Why? Because you belong to your father, the who? Now stop right there. That's a big lie. I don't have time to go into it too deep, but that's a big lie. See, our world today thinks that there's some sort of mystical middle ground, right? Where uh, I haven't chosen to become a wacky Christian, uh, you know, like, like Pastor Billy or something, uh, but, but I haven't gone over here and I'm not a Satanist. I don't worship, you know, Satan and animal sacrifice and human. I don't do all that stuff. So I'm just kind of in this mystical middle and I'm just not really, no. What did Jesus just say? You either belong to God or you belong to who? The devil. So if you're not a Christian, who do you belong to? I didn't say that. Jesus did. Now, that's a very clear thing because he's already got you if you're not saved. That's the illusion. Okay? But Jesus said, hey, listen, the reason why you can't understand what he says is because you don't belong to God. You belong to your father, the devil. And you want to carry out your father's desire. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. In fact, when he lies, Satan, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the what? The father of lies, okay? And this is the passage we saw last week. But Jesus clearly says that Satan is not just a murderer, but he's a liar and the father of lies. Which means, logically, therefore, at some point, ultimately, any lie on planet Earth can trace its source ultimately back to who? Satan, some demonic influence, right? That's what Jesus is saying. So when you take a look, folks, and here's my point in bringing that up. When you take a look at this UFO alien issue, just like the supposed visions of the Virgin Mary we saw last week, it is yet another lie from Satan. And the first reason why we know it's a lie from Satan is because they do what Satan does. UFOs and aliens, they lie like demons. They lie. If they came from God, they wouldn't do that. But they lie, okay? Now, as we've seen before, right out of the gate, the whole premise of UFOs and aliens are based on a lie. 
And supposedly, when they come here and show up, here's what they have been telling people about their identity. That these critters are supposed to be some higher evolved race from the end of the universe or somewhere else, right? Stop and think about that. Wait a second. As we've been seeing clearly on Wednesday nights, evolution is not true. It's a lie. So therefore, this whole higher evolved alien race from some part of the galaxy must therefore be a lie. Lie. Your whole identity from the get-go is based on a lie called evolution. That's what demons do. I can stop right there. The whole premise of aliens and UFOs is built on a lie. If evolution logically cannot take place on this planet, and it can't, then it's not going to take place on any planet. If evolution cannot happen here and it doesn't, it's not going to happen anywhere. But that's the tip of the iceberg. This lying behavior about their identity is not just seen in their uh, premise of being a higher evolved race built on a lie called evolution, but it's also in how they change their technology to fit each succeeding generation's technology. That's deceptive. That's called a lie. Let's take a look at that. Most people today envision UFOs to be exactly as they are portrayed in most science fiction films and books. This is, of course, a relatively recent conception that has been stimulated, perhaps, by our expanding knowledge of outer space. But strange sights appeared in the skies long before spaceflight or manned flight of any kind was possible. And in each century, these visions took on identities that tell much about the worldview of those who saw them. Hmm, let me translate that for you. So in the late 1800s, you saw some of the actual pictures that people uh, drew up there. In the late 1800s, uh, you told the people back then, and you did appear in the sky as a blimp. Right, let's examine that for a second, okay? This, to me, is your first clue that there's another lie going on here, something's fishy, okay? So you first, first appeared to the people back in the late 1800s as a blimp, when that's all the flying technology they had at that time, but today you appear to us as a flying metal disc or a spaceship because our technology is much more advanced. What? Now, examine that. Did you really drastically improve your technology that fast from a blimp to a spaceship in such a short amount of time? Did you really fly all the way from Mars on a, in a blimp as they told the people of the late 1800s? Or are once again you deceiving us that with each succeeding generation as their technology improves, you mimic it to get them to fall for your lie? Not only is their identity built on a lie called evolution, a higher evolved race, uh-uh, can't happen. But you lie about your technology and mimic each generation. Okay, can I tell you something? According to Jesus, that's what demons do. They lie, okay? The second reason why we know that UFO aliens are a demonic deception is because they teach like demons, okay? And what they have to teach, you come all the way across supposedly the universe, and here's your great message we desperately have to know. It's a bunch of lies, folks. Let's examine uh, what they uh, teach, okay, uh, from them. Okay, they, first of all, they come all the way across the universe just to tell us that we're all little gods. Excuse me? First of all, that's ridiculous. It's completely unbiblical. There is only one God, okay? And by definition of being a supreme being, if there were more than one God, then nobody would be supreme, right? It's crazy. So you come all the way across the universe just to say that. Well, that's the tip of the iceberg. They also say this, the earth is a living entity and we need to worship her and change our ways or we will be destroyed. Really? Romans chapter one says the reason why the wrath of God is being revealed from heaven is because you have the audacity to worship created things, including the earth, which was created by God instead of the creator. So you're actually encouraging us to store up the wrath of God? I think that's what demons do. Uh, they also say this, you come all the way across the universe to say, Jesus, Muhammad, and Buddha all came from the extraterrestrials to assist mankind in our next step of evolution. Evolution, again, is a lie. But excuse me, did Jesus come from an extraterrestrial? Don't think so. Wait till you hear what the Vatican says, though. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, there is no such thing, here's what they say, as sin, and we don't need to be saved. Is that true? Why in the world did Jesus go to the cross? Okay, that's another lie. Okay, and that's what demons do. They say, they come all the way across the universe just to say, Orthodox Christianity has it all wrong. Jesus' real message was to teach us that each one of us can become Christ's. No, don't think so. There's only one Messiah. 
His name is Jesus. That's not what he taught, okay? Now, they say to aid in contacting them, the space brothers, heavenly beings, whatever, that we should refrain from certain foods and practice meditation to get ourselves into an altered state of consciousness. Now, if you're here last week, that's Deuteronomy 18. We'll see it again in a little bit. Uh, That's what the occult does when you want to attract demons. Of all things, I don't think so. That's kind of crazy. Then they say that mankind needs to unite into a one-world government and a one-world religion or we will be destroyed. That's the Antichrist kingdom. Which the Bible says you don't have anything. You come all the way across the universe to promote the Antichrist kingdom? That's getting kind of weird. And they say, I'm not making this up, folks. Come on, cats out of the bag. They say the devil or Lucifer is actually a good guy who's come to free us. You come all the way across the universe to say that folks put this to the test okay i'm not just making this up but you come all the way across the universe just to promote the and this is your own words just to promote the rise of the antichrist support new age teachings and debunk only christianity and say that satan is a great guy that's what a demon does plus flip it around i mean you would think if you're a real alien some higher evolved race with all this advanced technology and information that we don't have you think you'd come here and share us with something that we could actually use why don't you come here and bring us a cure for cancer or something or to stop the supposed energy crisis blah 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 blah. but no you come all the way across the galaxy just to slam jesus just to slam christianity the bible promote the antichrist kingdom and say satan's a great god what it's a demon, folks. Give me a break. There's a huge deception going on. But that's not all. The third reason why we know that UFOs and aliens are a demonic deception is because they communicate like demons, okay? Now, we just saw their messages, and this is supposedly coming from them, what they teach, okay? But what they don't tell you on the news is how people are getting these messages. And in order to get these supposed great new information that mankind needs to hear, is you have to get into the same occult technique that God condemns because, again, as we saw last week, it conjures up demons. What? Let's take a look at that text again that God says, don't ever do this, okay? Deuteronomy 18, verse 10 through 12, let no one be found among you who sacrificed his son or daughter in the fire, who practices divination or sorcery, who interprets omens, engages in witchcraft or casts spells, or who's a what? a medium or spiritist or who consults with the dead anyone who does these things is what blessed by god wrong translation detestable to the lord why because it's a demonic practice that attracts demons god wants us to know the truth so he says stay away from that so you won't be deceived now put all this together folks okay of all things of all things that you have to do to get this supposed better information from these aliens of all things you got to do they come all the way across the universe is i have to get myself into an occult altered state of consciousness and let them speak through me even taking over my vocal cords what folks that's exactly what the demons do you come all the way across the galaxy just to slam jesus christianity the bible promote new age teachings say satan is a good guy and the only way i can get this new and improved information is to get into an occult altered state of consciousness. I have to use occult practices. Flip it around again. Makes absolutely no sense. If you're supposed to be this higher advanced civilization, especially when it comes to technology, you would think that if I wanted to communicate with you and vice versa, that you would beam me down a walkie-talkie. Right? How about tap into my cell phone? An email, people still use it nowadays. Okay, how about one of those nifty devices that you see on Star Trek? Kirk Enterprise, Kirk Enterprise. How about one of those? I mean, you got all this technology, but no! The only way I can communicate with you is an occult practice that tracks demons. That's another sign that you're being uh, deluded, okay? The fourth reason why we know that UFOs and aliens are a demonic deception, and let me, and let me back up a little bit. I'm not saying every single appearance that people report is an actual uh, entity of a demon. I think that probably a high number, 95% of these things that people see are governmental aircraft from around the world. I think, unfortunately, there's a lot of hoaxes that are going on. But what I'm talking about is probably about the 5% that, folks, there is something going on. And you and I, the Christian, are doing a disservice to the lost when we just want to shove it all away and say, oh, no, it's not real. Because there is something that is going on, okay? The fourth way we know that they are a demonic deception is because they travel like demons. 
Okay, you see, demons are angels, just of the fallen category, right? Well, the Bible tells us how angels travel. Okay, and let's take a look at just one passage that kind of gives us a clue as to that. 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 17. And Elijah prayed, O Lord, open his eyes so he may see. Then the Lord opened the servant's eyes, and he looked, and all of a sudden, now he could see what was there the whole time. What? That the hills, uh, saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around, okay, Elisha. Okay, his spiritual eyes were open to see what was there the whole time. And this is why in the context why Elisha's servant did not be afraid, need to be afraid, because God's angels, God's invisible spiritual army, okay, was bigger than the physical army that was coming to him, Right? But this passage and others tell us about angels and some of their characteristics and specifically how they travel, which would include demons, again, who are just of the fallen category, okay? And what we see is that angels have the ability to just appear and disappear. Angels, according to the Bible, can just pop on the scene, pop right back out of the scene. They have the ability to materialize and dematerialize. And can anybody guess, when you take a look at UFOs and aliens, how they happen to travel? The exact same way, folks. The exact same way. In fact, let me give you uh, some of that proof. And this is from secular UFOologists. They are saying this, folks. They, first of all, clock UFOs, uh, the, the ships, uh, so to speak. They clock them up to speeds as high as 15,000 miles an hour, and they make a right turn. And what the secular guys are saying, excuse me, that's something that's spiritual, not physical, because if that was physical, the G you'd be road pizza. And this is secular researchers, okay? So, so that's a sign that you're dealing with something spiritual. Second, they make no sonic boom like a normal physical object does. Okay. Third, radar has never recorded an actual entering of a UFO into our atmosphere. You never hear reports like this. Yep, here they come, Tom. It's on CNN, a special. We see a whole fleet of UFOs coming around the horn of the moon. Or, or here's another one. Of the, no, they're cresting Saturn. Here they come. You never have that. When they, quote, appear, they just pop into our atmosphere and then pop right back out of our atmosphere. If you're supposedly from the end of the universe, we should be able to track you in, but that's never what we see, okay? And this is why, after decades of research, secular UFOologists are saying this about supposedly coming from the end of the universe. Uh-uh, listen to these two quotes. There seems to be, they say, no evidence yet that any of these craft or beings originate from outer space. That's from them, not me. And one theory they say that can no longer be taken seriously is that UFOs are interstellar spaceships. Okay? Interstellar spaceships. In other words, what they're saying is they admit these things are not coming from outer space. They're coming from inner space. They're coming from another dimension. You know, like the Bible calls the spirit realm, the natural realm. They pop in, they pop out. That's what angels do. And demons are fallen angels. So they travel the same way. The fifth reason, I don't know how you get around this one, uh, that we know that UFOs and aliens are a demonic deception is because they possess like demons. Now give me a break. I mean, of all things for you to want to do, okay, they possess you, okay? It's bad enough we already saw that if I'm going to somehow communicate with these guys, they never beat me down a walkie-talkie. They can't even apparently tap into my cell phone or send me an email. But I have to use an occult technique, okay, and let them take over my vocal cords. But what they don't tell you, folks, is they have an ultimate goal. And the ultimate goal of these supposed higher evolved aliens is they want to possess you completely. Now, the term in the day and in that camp of these people who let them speak through them and take over their vocal cords, the channelers, is what it's called, is the term to have full-blown possession from an alien is called walk-ins. Oh, well, that makes it all better, doesn't it? No, they're not stupid. You know, they're not going to show up and say, hey, I'm a demon, I want to possess you. Most people would run. So they've changed the terminology and say, hey, wouldn't you want to be a chosen one, Mario? Don't you want to become, and I'm using the verbiage they use, a star child, a star seed, who now can be able to disseminate this light to the world to bring peace. That's what they do. And so people get duped into, yeah, take me over completely now. Folks, that's what demons do. They possess you. Now, they not only possess you, but when they appear on the scene, they also happen to appear on the scene a lot of times with a strange smell. And that smell is sulfur. Watch this. The Amityville Horror was based on a factual account of what happened to a family in Amityville, New York. 
an irritating and nauseating odor seemed to accompany the presence of the ghost or spirit entity that entered there from time to time. Whitley Stryver wrote of his abduction experiences in his book, Communion. He said he could smell their presence and that it smelled like sulfur. Hmm, all right, let's put this together now. Now, when demons show up on the scene, it's got this uh, stinky smell, kind of a smell like sulfur with other testimonies. And apparently aliens, when they show up on the scene, they also smell like sulfur. Well, what's interesting, if you read the Bible, what a concept, is you'll see that of all things to describe the lake of fire, the Bible says it's the lake of sulfur, burning sulfur. Let's take a look at just one passage, but there's many passages that say this. Revelation 19, verse 20, but the beast, the Antichrist, was captured and with him the false prophet who had performed the miraculous signs on his behalf. With these signs he deluded, boy did he ever, uh, and will he ever, those who had received the mark of the beast and worshipped his image. And the two of them were thrown alive into the fiery lake of burning what? Sulfur. Do you think this is my chance? Use some common sense. Okay, aliens show up on the scene, and it's not copper. It's not cheeseburgers. It's not even stale milk. But for all things for aliens to smell like when they appear on the scene is sulfur. The very smell the Bible uses to describe the lake of fire. Excuse me. Folks, I'm telling you, it's a demon. Now, the sixth reason why we know that they're uh, demons, UFOs and aliens, is because they're rebuked like demons. Now, again, how do you get around this one? The possession thing was bad enough. But they're rebuked like demons, okay? And, and, and listen, they not only want to possess you like a demon, but UFOologists, the secular researchers are saying, hey, wait a second, we're starting to see a strange trend with these abduction stories. And the trend is this, uh, they're noticing that there is one surefire way to get rid of these critters 100% of the time. Works every time. If they do come your way, and can anybody guess what that technique is? You command that critter in the name of Jesus Christ to flee, and it does. Excuse me? Folks, that's a demon. Let me share with you a couple actual testimonies of people who did this, and it works 100% of the time. All right? One was this guy, Mr. Bill, uh, in uh, uh, Christmas in Florida, 1976. Here's his abduction uh, story. And it typically started late at night. He's in bed, and he says uh, early in the evening he saw these lights through his living room window, and over the forest uh, north of his home. He thought in Florida it was just a police helicopter searching for some drug runners or something like that. Whatever it was, he said, agitated his dog several hours thereafter. So eventually he goes to bed, right? Well, he's lying in bed, uh, kept awake by the barking dogs when all of a sudden paralysis set in and then he was unable to cry out, just froze and he could see nothing but a whitish gray, like a mist or fog, he says, although he sensed that someone or something was in his room. Now, his wife didn't awaken this whole time. She was asleep. And the next thing he knew, according to him, quote, he was being levitated above his bed. Now, by this time, he says he was alive with terror, but he couldn't scream, right? Here is where it becomes interesting. He quotes this. Listen, he couldn't scream, so he just thought it in his head. He said, so helpless, I couldn't do anything. And I said, Jesus, Jesus, help me. He said, when I did, bang. He said, instantly there was a feeling or sound or something that either my words that I had thought or the words that I tried to say or whatever had hurt whatever was holding me up. Bang, I fell, hit the bed because it was like I was being thrown back on the bed. He says, I really can't tell, but when I did, my wife woke up and asked why I was jumping on the bed. Knock it <laughs> off. All right. That's about one person now. This, quote, is the first time that experienced field investigators, these are the secular guys, right, had ever heard of an abduction being stopped, and this man did it by simply calling on the name of Jesus Christ. What do you think that is, folks? Let me give you another one. Another abduction experience uh, was this guy back in 1973. He says, my wife and I had a strange experience in the middle of the night. He says, now at the time, we knew nothing about UFO abductions, so we had no category in which to place it other than a you know, pretty lucid nightmare. And it has many of the same components typically of the abduction stories, but here's the point. The point is she stopped the entities and the whole experience with the name of Jesus. And I love this quote. I had to share this. He says, the guy who went through that and they stopped it in the name of Jesus, he says, it is vital that we get this information out because there's one way and one way on record to get rid of them the name of Jesus Christ. One lady I actually personally interviewed from Oregon, uh, her name is Christina, shared before, but she says when she was in Oregon as a young girl and these critters landed outside of her farm there, there was three of them coming her way, right? And it was her and her twin sister 
And uh, they got closer, and they're all freaked out. They tried to run, but they ran out of places to hide, and here they come, right? And she commanded them in the name of Jesus Christ to leave. She said they didn't just leave. They immediately fled. In fact, so fast, she said they were tripping over each other, running back. At the name of Jesus Christ. At the name of Jesus Christ. Folks, I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying I'm necessarily the sharpest knife in the drawer, but I'm starting to come to a conclusion here. Uh, if it walks like a demon, talks like a demon, acts like a demon, teaches like a demon, smells like a demon, travels like a demon, possesses like a demon, and is rebuked in the name of Jesus Christ like a demon, I think we're kind of dealing with demons here. <laughs> Anybody? Okay? But still, no, the seventh reason why we know UFOs and aliens are a demonic deception is because they deceive like demons. Okay? Now, here's the whole point. It's not just discovering this morning what their real identity is. It's demonic. It's all leading to somewhere, folks. And it's the ultimate deception of all. And UFOs and aliens, according to them, and I believe, are going to become the greatest excuse to explain away the rapture of the church. It wasn't God. It was the aliens who beamed them up. Let's take a look at that passage that Paul talks about, the true rapture. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 16 through 17. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel and the trumpet call of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Okay, not on earth. That's the second coming. Some people say, well, you're teaching a, 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 a third coming. No, we meet him in the air. He doesn't come to the earth. Okay, so but we meet Jesus still alive. Those of us who remain at the rapture, we meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord. How long? Forever. How many guys have said it's encouraging news? Yeah, slightly. That's why Paul says there twice in the passage, encourage one another with these words. Okay? Uh, but we know, hopefully, most of us, uh, that these are, is the, the classic passage dealing with the rapture of the church, the time when God sovereignly, mercifully snatches rapture, raptura, okay, uh, harpazo in the Greek, his church away from the seven-year tribulation, God's wrath being poured now. But wonder of wonders, can anybody guess you come all the way across the universe? Then I always say Satan's a great guy and we had it all wrong and Christianity's evil and hey, let's build this antichrist kingdom. But of all things for these things to also come and say is they explain the rapture of the church that they take uh, credit for it. And they say it's, it's from them. It's not God in the hand of God coming to get his people. It's the UFOs who are now your new saviors. We're gonna save you. Watch this. I'm gonna give you some actual quotes. And these are from the occult channeled messages. Okay, one lady, Barbara Marciniak, she's a famous New Age author and channeler. In her book, Bringers of the Dong, she uh, documents what she claims extraterrestrials, specifically from the star system of the Pleiades, have told her. Okay, and here's what she has said. Quote, there will be great shiftings within humanity on this planet. It will seem that great chaos and turmoil are forming, that nations are rising against each other in war, and that earthquakes are happening more frequently. <gasps> well, that's happening now, so they, it must be. No, anybody who just reads the Bible knows that's coming. It's called the seven-year tribulation. That's nothing big, okay? So that's all they're doing, all right? They say, but it's not God's wrath. It's earth shaking itself free. And a certain realignment or adjustment period is to be expected. The people who leave the planet during the time of the earth changes don't fit here any longer, Christian. And they are stopping the harmony of the earth. Ooh, now listen to this, quote, when the time comes that perhaps 20 million people leave the planet at one time, there will be a tremendous shift in consciousness for those who are remaining. Really? Yeah, there's going to be a huge uh, shift. Another channeler, Thelma Terrell, she goes by her spiritual name, Tuella. She wrote in her book called Project World Evacuation. And here's what she shares. These critters are telling her. Uh, and all over the globe where war uh, events warrant it, this will be the method of evacuation. Mankind will be lifted, levitated as we say, by what? By the beams from our smaller ships. The great evacuation will come upon the world very suddenly. The flash of emergency events will be as lightning that flashes in the sky. Notice how they use biblical terminology and pepper it in there to make it sound spiritual, right? It's not from God. Do not be concerned. Listen to this though. They now start to go explain away for those who are left behind. Don't worry about it. I'm not making it up. They're preparing that lie too. Don't be concerned nor unduly upset if you do not participate in this first temporary lift up of souls who serve with us. Uh, this merely means that your action in the plan is elsewhere and you'll be taken for your instructions and will receive them in some other manner. Oh, uh, and, uh, I'll say it a second at a time. Don't take any affront if you are not alerted or participate in this first phase of our plan. Your time will come later and these instructions are not necessary for you at this time. Can you believe that? 
not only explaining away the rapture of the church, but those who are left behind, don't worry about it, you'll be okay that you didn't get to go. Absolutely satanic. One guy said this, for almost 2,000 years, the Christian belief has been that God will evacuate the earth of all born-again believers prior to his pouring out of his wrath, the seven-year tribulation. But for many years now, many among the New Age movement have received messages from who? Aliens. And spirit guides that Mother Earth will soon cleanse herself by ejecting all those with bad vibratory patterns, the Christians, to another realm, allowing ascended masters and aliens to help them uh, bring in a golden uh, age upon the earth. It's not here just to dupe us and to get us into occult practices. They're being used today, wonder of wonders of all things, to explain away the rapture of the church, which makes total sense, right? Because when that event happens, and it can happen before I finish this sermon, it's going to happen. People are going to disappear all across the world, and it's going to be specifically Christians, right? You would think the world at that point in mass would repent and get right with God. They would say, oh no, why didn't I listen to my Christian coworker and friend and family member? Oh, they were right about Jesus and God and the rapture. Oh no, I, I cry out to Jesus. Forgive me, Jesus. Not anymore. Because it had nothing to do with that. It was just the aliens came and got him. Just keep moving forward. That's not just a lie. That's a complete plausible lie. That our world who right now believes more in aliens than they do in God and that Jesus was the Son of God will eat up and won't even blink twice about it. Talk about deceit. No wonder Jesus said, deceit, 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 deceit. Watch out, there's a lie coming so big in the last days that is so powerful, so deceitful, that even the elect could fall for this baloney if you're not careful, okay? And so the question to you and I as we get ready to close is, well, how close then are we to this lie getting pulled off? This fake rapture, if you will, the aliens are taking claim for the rapture anyway, okay? Well, first of all, let's remind ourselves that I don't care how nifty you are with the calculator, nobody knows the exact day nor the hour. And that's what Jesus said in Matthew 24, 36. No one knows about that day or the hour, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. So according to Jesus, I don't care how cool you are with the calendar or dates or trigonometry, you don't know exactly when it's going to happen. Now, the Bible does give us signs to indicate when it's getting close, hence our whole study, okay? And I think we could probably estimate a little bit when it's getting close with this lie of UFOs explaining away the rapture. Because logically, if UFO and aliens are going to be used as the lie to explain away the rapture of the church in the minds of the people left behind, then at some point, logically, there has to be some sort of imminent disclosure by the governments around the world, right? Saying, oh yeah, you got us. Okay, these things are real. We've been hiding it from you. We were concerned how we were going to take it, but yeah, you got us. It's, it's, it's going to happen now. And uh, they're here to help us and bring peace to the planet, right? Logically, at some point. Well, folks, did you pay attention to what just happened on the Jimmy Kimmel show with Bill Clinton? We're now starting to see former presidents and people around the world in high places starting to say, okay, maybe there really are aliens. And when they come, it's going to bring peace. He just said this on the Jimmy Kimmel show. It's almost like we're being prepared for something. Watch this. Manny Pacquiao is on the way. President Bill Clinton is here with us. So if I was president, and I won't be, let's be honest, the first thing I would do after putting my hand on, on that Bible and taking that oath to serve the country is I, would, I wouldn't even probably finish the oath. I would run to the White House. I'd demand to see all the classified files on the UFOs. <laughs> Because I want to know. I'd want to know what has been going on. Did you do that? Sort of. Sort of. <laughs> yeah, we had, uh, sometime, I think it was at the beginning of my second term, we had the anniversary of Roswell. You waited that long? I did. Wow. Well, I didn't. And then I, there's also Area 51. You remember there was a great sci-fi movie where there was an alien kept deep under the ground yeah. in Area 51? So first I had people go look at the records on Area 51 to make sure there was no alien down there. So then I, when the Roswell thing came up, I knew we'd get, you know, gazillions of letters. So I had all the Roswell papers reviewed, everything. If you saw that there were aliens there, would you tell us? Yeah. You would. <laughs> I would. I would. Well, I think, look. What do we know? We know now we live in an ever-expanding universe. We know that there are billions of stars and planets literally out there. So 
It makes it increasingly less likely that we're alone. Oh, you're trying to give me a hint that there are aliens. No, I'm trying to tell you I don't know. Oh. But if we were visited someday, I wouldn't be surprised. I just hope that uh, it's not like Independence Day. Yeah, right. Movie, that it's, a, you know, a, a conflict. Well, now we have friendly Maybe aliens. the only way to unite this incredibly divided world of ours. They're out there. We better think of how all the differences among people on Earth would seem small if we felt threatened by a space invader. That's the whole theory of independence. You're right. You're Everybody right. Everybody gets together and makes nice. Hmm. So according recently to Bill Clinton, if the aliens do show up, then it's going to, you know, it's like Independence Day. You know, how Hollywood's preparing our minds to receive. That it's going to cause everybody to make nice. Our whole planet could become one. And we could have that one world government and a one world religion. And he just said that, folks, recently on the Jimmy Kimmel Show. And again, that's the tip of the iceberg if you're paying attention to the news and this imminent disclosure thing. So is the Vatican, okay? What I'm about to share with you folks, I've been saying this all week to some of you I've talked to, it's almost like what I'm about to share with you is like the, the script from a, a, a grade B science fiction movie. But what I'm about to share with you is actually going on in the Vatican. It's absolutely incredible. Uh, the Vatican right now, folks, is in a massive, desperate search for extraterrestrials, and they are positioning themselves to be Earth's spokespeople for when they do land. Let's take a look at that evidence. We could not talk life on other planets without the classic clip from E.T. right there. Interestingly, the Vatican. Just finishing up, this is the Vatican now, a five-day conference on aliens. Father Jonathan Morris, Fox News contributor, back with us. Father, good morning to you. What a great movie that was. <laughs> it was a wonderful movie. Drew Barrymore and off she went. Uh, did the Vatican find alien life? You know what? It's sensationalistic as that question sounds. It's really not that far off from what we've seen in the news over these last days. The pictures of what might have been Pope Benedict standing on the, the roof of the Sistine Chapel looking for UFOs. That's, a, that's the type of images that this news conjures up. What is exceptional, what is exceptional is that the Vatican was taking very seriously what science might tell us about the possibility of extraterrestrial intelligent life forms. That's what the conference was about. What? Hey folks, believe it or not, that is the tip of the iceberg. The Vatican is so serious about this that they have an actual entity out there, check it out yourself, it's called VORG, uh, the Vatican Observatory Research Group. Now this group has some of the most powerful telescopes in the whole world, folks, uh, on top of Mount Graham in Arizona, not too far from us, and they are there specifically to look for extraterrestrial life. One of the telescopes is called VAT, or the Vatican Advanced Technology Telescope. The other one that they have one quarter interest in, I'm not making this up, it's called Lucifer. It stands for Large Binocular Telescope Near Infrared Utility with Camera and Integral Field Unit for Extragalactic Research. Okay, I'm not making it up of all names to pick. You're Lucifer. It's the most powerful telescope in the world, according to them, and they are reported to get better images than even the famous Hubble Space Telescope. Okay, even though this one's still on the land. That's how powerful it is. And if that wasn't weird enough, the highway that goes up to Mount Graham where the telescopes are is known as the Devil's Highway or Highway 666. This is crazy stuff. It writes itself. They changed the highway name to like 419 or 491 or something like that. But it's originally the Highway 666 that goes up to this mountain where they have the telescopes with the one called Lucifer. Can you believe this? You couldn't make this stuff up. Okay. Now the question is, well, why in the world is the Vatican searching so desperately for E.T.? Quote, believe it or not, folks, it's because they too, like Bill Clinton and others, believe that these so-called E.T.s are going to become our new saviors. They are going to bring peace to our planet, not Jesus Christ. And here's some of that evidence. Father Gabriel Funes, he's a Jesuit priest. He's the head of the Vatican Observatory, stated, quote, extraterrestrial life may not have experienced a fall. And that he believes they are free from original sin. Therefore, they remain in full friendship with the Creator, which makes it possible to regard them as our brothers. Number two, furthermore, since they are unfallen, i.e. without sin, according to this guy, they must be closer to God and have a better understanding of the gospel, the Godhead, and the nature of God. In other words, we need to listen to what they say over the Bible. That's what he is uh, proclaiming. He also went on to say that he would not only be willing to baptize an alien, but, quote, here's the ultimate goal. They, the aliens, are coming here and they're going to baptize us into their faith. Now, we already saw what their faith is. Of all things, you come all the way over here, 
Satan's a good guy, one world religion, one world government, follow a one world ruler. What's that? So that's their faith. He also said it's going to require us to make some changes to our knowledge and understanding of the gospel. Quote, everything we think we know about the gospel is going to have to be thrown out. That's just one of the guys. This is happening right now as we sit here, folks. Talk about something is cooking coming down the pike. Another uh, Vatican astronomer, this guy here, guy, Consol Magno, whatever, said he too would not only baptize an alien, but quote, only if they ask, and quote, any entity, no matter how many tentacles it has, has a soul. Okay? He also believes that these non-human forms are described in the Bible as angels. No, don't think so. Uh, and quote, very soon, this is coming from the Vatican, very soon, the nations of the world will look to the aliens for their salvation. Why? Because as people say, we fell, they didn't. They got a higher knowledge than us. That's what they're promoting. Yet the Bible tells us, if you read it, folks, don't you ever, don't you ever, Christian, don't you ever, ever turn to another gospel, even if it's a supposed angel from heaven. That's what Paul clearly says, Galatians chapter 1, verse 8 through 9. But even if we are an angel from heaven... Even if the Catholic Church wants to say that's aliens. No, it's not. But even if it came from an angel from heaven and they preach a gospel other than the one you preach, let him be eternally condemned. As we've already said, now I say again, if anybody is preaching to you a gospel other than what you accepted, let him be eternally condemned. This teaching from the Catholic Church, the Vatican, this baloney should be eternally condemned. Because they're preaching a false gospel. But our world who believes in aliens now more than God and that Jesus is the Son of God, oh, they love this gospel. And it's a false gospel. Now, as crazy as that is, even the Pope is getting in on this. Both, it just so happens, Consogmo and Funes are advisors to the Pope. And he just went on record as saying, yeah, he too would baptize an alien. Check this out. Pope Francis reiterated his view Monday that everyone has the right to be baptized. And apparently, that invite extends even to Martians. The pontiff described the hypothetical situation during morning mass. According to Vatican Radio, Francis said, if, for example, tomorrow an expedition of Martians came, and some of them came to us, and one says, but I want to be baptized, what would happen? In other words, says The Wire, if God prompts some Martians to come to Earth, find the Pope, and say, we want in on this Catholicism thing, the Pope would probably say, okay, cool, but probably in Latin. Which I think is coolicus. No, I'm just making that up, which is whatever. Let's move on. Uh, but that's still all. The Vatican, listen, this is, it continues to go on. Also would have you and I believe that Jesus, remember the messages of the aliens? Jesus and Buddha, Muhammad came from the ETs. This is what the Vatican is teaching right now. That you and I, that Jesus is really a descendant of the aliens and that the virgin birth was actually a result of an alien abduction. That's what they're teaching. They say that Jesus was a star child and he was genetically engineered to save us at his first coming and now the aliens are back to save us again a second time. It's a false second coming is what they're promoting, okay? And yet Jesus warned us about these many Christ false teachings if you read the Bible, specifically in the last days. This is what Jesus said, Matthew 24, 4 through 5. Jesus answered, watch out that no one, what? deceives you before he talked about earthquakes famines pestilence wars any of that stuff the first thing jesus said don't let anybody anybody even the vatican deceive you because many will come in my name claiming what i am the christ and unfortunately is going to deceive many that's today folks so the question is well how close are we to this last day's deception being pulled off well believe it or not they think it's going to happen anytime soon folks again we can't be date setters but this is what they are believing. A professor at the Vatican University, a father, Giuseppe Tenzella Nidi, he said this, quote, very soon there is information coming from another world. And once it is confirmed, it is going to require a rereading of the gospel as we know it. Uh, a Vatican spokesman, Monsignor Corrado Balducci, said there is an alien presence on earth now. And just two weeks ago, if you were paying attention to the newspapers, it was reported that Pope Francis is getting ready for this, quote, preparing a major world statement about extraterrestrial life and its theological implications and wants to be ready with a statement about first contact. They want to be the spokespeople for these critters when, not if, they do land. They are living creatures out there. They're not human. Dr. Forrester says they're some kind of advanced civilization. If they're more advanced than us, they should be nearer the Creator for that reason. They are moving target. Prepare to follow up. Now we 
real attempt has been made to communicate with him, you know. Let's go back inside, Uncle Matthew. I've done all I can in there. You go back. Sylvia. I like that, Dr. Forrester. He's a good man. Attention all batteries. Prepare for volley fire. Repeat. Prepare for volley fire. the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil. It's seen him. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. In other words, that's what they want. And they're going to help propagate this lie. One guy, he said this. I love this. He said, put all this together, okay? So what would happen someday, maybe soon, if aliens showed up and claimed that they seeded life on this planet, you know, evolution, guided our evolution, and are now here to lead us into a new golden age? And what would happen if the Catholic Church gave those aliens their stamp of approval? Folks, it would dupe our planet just like that. They would believe a lie, lickety-split, and it would also conveniently explain away the rapture. Where'd all those people go when the aliens showed up? Oh, that's right, it was the aliens. Oh, are you sure about that? Well, didn't you hear what the Pope said on the global news broadcast today? You put all this together, folks, it's happening right now. The last day's lie is already in place, as this lady shares. Let's take a look. In 1974 through 77, I met the late Dr. Werner von Braun in early 74. At that time, Von Braun was dying of cancer, but he assured me that he would live a few more years in order to tell me about the game that was being played, that game being the effort to weaponize space, to control the Earth from space and space itself. The strategy that Werner Von Braun taught me was that first the Russians are going to be considered to be the enemy. In fact, when I met him in 74, they were the enemy, the identified enemy. We were told that they had killer satellites. We were told that they were coming to get us and control us, the dirty commies, that whole story. First, the Russians were the enemy against whom we're going to build space-based weapons. Then terrorists would be identified, and that was soon to follow. We heard a lot about terrorism. Then we were going to identify third world country crazies. We now call them nations of concern. But he said that would be the third enemy against whom we would be needing to build space-based weapons. And the next enemy was asteroids. Now, at this point, he kind of chuckled the first time he said it. Asteroids against asteroids were going to build space-based weapons. So it was funny then. And the funniest one of all was against what he called aliens, extraterrestrials. That would be the final card. And over and over and over during the four years that I knew him and was giving his speeches for him, he would bring up that last card. And remember, Carol, the last card is the alien card. We're going to have to build space-based weapons against aliens. And all of it, he said, is a lie. He didn't mention a timeline, but he said that it was going to be speeding up faster than anybody could possibly imagine. And the last card, the last card, the last card would be the extraterrestrial threat. Wow, look at what's going on with the Vatican. Bill Clinton just makes this announcement. Other people, Hollywood, the media, you put it all together. Looks like the last day's last card is being foisted on. No wonder Jesus said, watch out in the last days that no one deceives you. It's going to be such a powerful lie that if you're not careful, the elect are going to fall for it. And right now, folks, if the rapture were to occur today, with all this prep work going on, this last car, all it would take is for somebody, some, some religious leader that people look up to around the world, the Pope, and say, hey, listen, don't worry. Your missing loved ones are just fine. They've been beamed up by our UFOs and they're awaiting 
their time of rehabilitation when they can join us back here on safely as we, the chosen ones, enter now the age of utopia. Our saviors are here. The second coming is upon us. We are finally at peace. And if you don't think, as we close, folks, if you don't think that our world will fall for that lie, even from a religious perspective, listen to this stat. This was taken at Pacific Lutheran Theological Seminary where people of various religions were asked about the impact of their faith and on their faith of an announcement, an official announcement of extraterrestrial disclosure, and they said, quote, their religion will be just fine, no problem. Number two, I would share a pew with an alien any day. That's how deep this deception is. It's all demonic, and it's all geared to explain away the rapture of the church and to trick our planet into thinking being left behind is a great thing. I don't know about you, but I would say that's exactly what Satan would do. And wonder of wonders, that's who's behind all this. It's time to get motivated. And this is why Jesus said, Luke 21, 28, when these things begin to take place, you see this kind of stuff going on with the Vatican. You see it in the news and all over, folks. What do you do? You stand up, you lift up your heads because the real Jesus is coming back to get us. Our redemption is drawing near. Hey, if you're here today and you're not a Christian, you better become one right now because you are going to see this event that they're even talking about themselves. Millions of people are going to disappear. But it ain't going to be by UFO. It's going to be by the Lord Jesus Christ, and we will be with him forever and ever and ever in a place beyond our wildest dreams. It's open to you, or you can continue to reject him even today. And you will be left behind, and it's not an age of utopia. It's called the seven-year tribulation that Jesus said is the worst time in the history of mankind. You need to get saved today. Amen? Let's pray. Well, hi, this is Pastor Billy Crone of Sunrise Baptist Church and Get a Life Ministries, and I hope you enjoyed today's study. But in closing, before you go, let me ask you one final question. If you were to die today, are you sure that you go to heaven and not hell? You see, here's the problem. The Bible says that nobody automatically gets to go to heaven. And that's because God is holy and we are not. The Bible says that the wages of our sin or our unholiness or the wrong things that we have done have separated us from God. And the wages of our sin or unholiness uh, means that we deserve to die and receive God's judgment to go to hell and not heaven. In other words, we're disqualified for heaven. And that's because God being holy and us being not, the two cannot mix. So what are we going to do? Well, that's bad enough. The other problem is we don't even want to admit this dilemma, even though God already knows it all. And so out of love, God gave us something called the Ten Commandments to show us that we're really disqualified for heaven. We're not holy. We're not perfect like him. Uh, let's take a, a look at just a few of those uh, here today. Uh, the Bible says, the Ten Commandments says, you shall not bear false witness. That means lying. How many of you ever told a lie before? Well, those of you who didn't raise your hand, you just did. Okay, let's be honest, folks. Let's not tell another lie. We've all lied. Well, believe it or not, that disqualifies you for heaven. That's how holy God is. He is the truth. He does not lie. And so that makes us a liar. Another of the Ten Commandments says you shall not steal. Okay, how many have ever taken anything without permission? Well, all of our hands should have went up at that one. Uh, we've already said we're a bunch of liars. Okay, well, we've all done that. And it doesn't have to be a bank. Uh, it could be a pencil in the third grade. Uh, that means that we're a thief, okay? The Bible says that God is so holy, even his name is holy. And that's why one of the Ten Commandments says, you shall not use the Lord's name in vain. Hey, folks, isn't it ironic how uh, now the blessed name of Jesus Christ, the Bible says there's no other name under heaven by which men might be saved, Jesus Christ, has now become a cuss word? Folks, the Bible says that's the sin of blasphemy, okay? And folks, let's be honest. We've used God's name in vain uh, before. The Bible also says in the Ten Commandments, you shall not commit adultery. And Jesus takes the standard even higher. He says, listen, it's not just physical adultery. He says, surely I tell you that if you look at another person with lust in your eye, you've committed adultery in your heart. God looks at the heart. One more out of the Ten Commandments says, you shall not murder. And you might say, well, hey, I haven't done that one. Really? The Bible says that the sin of hatred is akin to the sin of murder. You, in other words, in your heart, wish they were dead. You pulled the trigger, if you will, in your own heart. And the Bible says God sees that 
and it's just as bad. He knows the mind, he knows the hearts, the thoughts, and the intents that we have. Folks, that's just five out of the Ten Commandments. How are you doing? Not very well. None of us can keep them. They're God's x-ray to show us that we're disqualified. And so when, not if, your time comes, because we're all marching towards the grave at different speeds, you're going to have to stand before God. And you're going to have to uh, say who you really are. He already knows. Hey, God, let me into heaven. Uh, I'm, I'm a liar. I'm a thief. I'm a blasphemer, adulterer, and a murderer. Folks, the Bible is clear. Such people as these will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. That's the problem. Here's the good news. God so loved the world that he sent his one and only begotten son, Jesus Christ, that whoever believes in him, what he did on the cross, on our behalf, that we will not perish, we will not go to hell, but he will give us the gift of eternal life. Jesus died on the cross to forgive us of all of our sins. It's something that we don't earn. We, we, we can't earn. It's a gift, the Bible calls it. And a gift cannot be earned. He was taking the death penalty in our place. That's what the cross was of the day. And that if we would just ask Jesus Christ to forgive us of our sins and believe that in our heart that God raised him from the grave, showing that his death is satisfactory to God to forgive us of all of our sins, no matter what we've done, the Bible says we shall be saved. Uh, the Apostle Paul says that if we confess with our mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God raised him from the grave, we will be saved. Let me give you a common analogy of what God's doing and what he did for us with Jesus dying on the cross on our behalf. Uh, in life, we know that people uh, can be sentenced for a crime uh, to where they're actually on death row. Uh, the courtroom scene has completely finished. The gavel has already sounded. Uh, they are going to jail and they're just awaiting their time before they go to the death penalty. Uh, as they're sitting there in the jail cell, uh, it, it's a proven fact they did what they did. Everybody knows it. They're just waiting for that time for their uh, number to come up, so to speak, and walk down that hall and be executed. Uh, there's nothing they could do to reverse their crime. No amount of good works in that jail cell can reverse what they've done. It's too late. It's over. But believe it or not, there's one way that people even today can get off a death row. And that's if the one in authority, the governor, if he were to, out of mercy and kindness, nothing that the person did, because they don't earn it and they don't deserve it, and they can't earn it, if he would grant them what's called a pardon, out of the kindness of his heart, he has the authority to grant them a pardon and absolve them completely of their crimes uh, against the state. And did you know that there's actually been people that this has happened to, that the governor, out of mercy, has granted them a pardon as a gift, and they've gone down to the jail cell and handed that person, extended it through the bars, here, I'm granting you a pardon. If you would just receive it, you can go free right now. And did you know that there's actually been people who've said, no, I don't want your pardon. And so what happened is of their own doing, even though they had a way out, they still had to go to the death penalty. Folks, can I tell you something? That's what God did for us with Jesus dying on the cross. He sent his son to take the death penalty in our place. He, God, has the authority to grant us through Jesus a complete pardon. And every day that you're still alive, God is extending to you spiritually this pardon. But a pardon does you no good unless you reach out and receive it by faith. Won't you do that today? Won't you call upon the name of Jesus Christ? Ask him to forgive you of all of your sins, to trust in his work on the cross, to pardon us from all of our crimes, our sins against God. God loves you. He wants a relationship with you. But there's only one way to heaven. It's Jesus. There's only one way to get off a death row. It's through the cross of Jesus Christ. Won't you do that right now? Well, this has been Pastor Billy Crone of Sunrise Baptist Church and, and Get a Life Ministries. And if there's anything that we can do for you, uh, please don't hesitate uh, to contact us. Uh, our number, our information will uh, come up here on the screen shortly. And uh, uh, if there's anything we could do for you, please don't hesitate to let us know. Uh, thank you for uh, joining us. And uh, remember, I hope to see you in heaven. God bless. Thank you for watching this presentation from Sunrise Baptist Church.
If you would like to send us a letter or any other kind of postage, you can reach us at 1780 Betty Lane, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89156. For more information, you can give us a call at 702-452-8599 or email us at bcrone at getalifemedia.com or you can visit our website at www.getalifemedia.com. Billy Crone and this ministry can also be found on Facebook and Twitter. Join us for services at www.sunriselv.com.